Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, just a real quick intro for you all this time around before we get into today's episode. Uh, I really just wanted to say a huge thank you to all of you who've listened to the podcast over the past three years, uh, yet again, <laughs> as uh, in between the last episode and this one, we hit a pretty amazing milestone of 10,000 downloads, uh, which is just, you know, it's huge. Uh, we're all blown away by all your support and hope that you'll stick with us for the next 10,000 and beyond. <laughs> uh, we don't do anything to advertise the show anywhere other than on our own social media pages, so it's all word of mouth and that's 100% down to all of you guys uh, so once again huge thanks and uh, keep spreading the word with all that said uh, let's recap what happened in the last couple of episodes to bring us to where we're at today uh, in the dwarven town of shalefast high in the drake seat mountains we met wandering adventurer ruby and pub landlady and ex-rogue meg they were hired by aspiring explorer Jackson Black to join him on an expedition to climb the highest summit in the mountain range known as the Winged Peak. Jackson's ineptitude and uh, lack of experience soon began to show, uh, but he proved his mettle when the group came upon a bandit camp and were forced to fight for their lives. Arriving at the Winged Peak later that evening, the group set up a base camp and prepared to make their climb. Strange noises in the night went unexplained, and the following morning they set out towards their goal. Partway up the mountain, they came across a strange marker stone bearing the seal of the ancient Dragonslayer Order, but could not understand the draconic text carved into it. Continuing the climb, the source of the strange noises that they had heard the previous night became clear. A large stone giant perched on a ridge along their route, who was banging together a pair of boulders, seemingly for no reason. <laughs> Not wanting to have to fight a fully grown giant, the group attempted to sneak past him, but after an unfortunate slip alerted the giant to their presence, Ruby cast the darkness spell upon the giant's head and they were forced to make a hasty run for their lives. That's, uh, that's pretty much where we left off last time, so without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Okay, so leaving the uh, angry shouts of the uh, the giant uh, below you and behind you, even <laughs> um, you continue your climb upwards towards the summit of the winged peak. Uh, as you are now uh, beginning to enter a much colder altitude, uh, can I get some Constitution saving throws from the pair of you? Oh dear. Oof, seven from Ruby. I think I must have given myself a fright. Yeah. 13 from Meg. So, Meg, you're feeling a bit chilly, but you're not too affected by it. Ruby, uh, I'm going to need you to take a point of exhaustion from the from the cold. Okay, so you're at level one exhaustion, so disadvantage on ability checks until you can rest and um, and get rid of it. But um, yeah, so it's just from the cold. You know, you're feeling the bite of the the wind and that as you're going up, and uh, especially the kind of like the stressful situation there, and just having to expend. Um, a level two spell slot as well to do darkness as well so um yeah you, the, i'm not the, really a magic user yeah, the yeah. it's it, it sort of um it's drained you more than it might like a wizard or something just to do you know what's actually a fairly powerful spell and uh yeah you're just feeling a little bit kind of like oof you know this is this day's been a long day so far <laughs> you've been climbing i should say we, we the, the the passing of the time we haven't been really marking too much but you know, that first kind of couple of sort of sections took you a couple took took you a few hours. It's probably getting towards midday now, and you're the the cold is sort of you're out of the shadow, but you're now in the point where you're at the altitude where the wind is hitting you. Should we say that's what's causing the um, the exhaustion? So, having left the giant behind, you um, you sort of trudge uphill again for about another half an hour before you reach the um the definite sort of snow line um there's been kind of patchy bits here and there where um the sort of 
in def in the kind of more permanently shaded bits that there's been ice and snow but now the whole of the kind of path ahead of you is is very much sort of iced and snowed up there's also seems to be a sort of misty kind of not like a fog but sort of you guess you're maybe kind of actually pushing towards the bottom edge of some quite low clouds Ooh. Um, its visibility is starting to drop a little bit you, you don't think you're heading towards like a kind of crevasse or drop in any direction so provided you stick together you should be able to kind of keep trudging on upwards but this is maybe just another sort of um, another thing to um, have to uh, sort of contend with are there any extra sort of um, precautions you want to take given this um, I was going to say if Ruby's feeling the cold we should like cuddle together as we walk together yeah try and keep her warm mm-hmm okay yeah uh, totally Ruby, do you mind if we do that fine by me let's um, do that have has everyone got like staff or a walking stick or something like that yeah yeah Jackson or Jackson's got one yeah just do you want us to test um it's just, as we walk? if it gets if this gets much thicker and our visibility gets worse means we can make sure we're not about to fall down a crack in the mountain or something mm. yeah. okay well if, you, if you're going to be doing um, sort of that a little bit sort of hitting the ground as you go to make sure that you're doing it can I get uh, I guess this would be another survival check just to kind of make sure that you're still staying on good ground I, I guess with Ruby going first you could probably be the sort of somebody could be like the pathfinder I guess yeah. Mm. So I don't need everybody to really do it. I'll be a gun peg. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 13. Okay. So, yeah, you, you kind of... There seems to be quite a good plan. You, you manage to kind of avoid stepping on any particularly kind of slippery kind of ice patches. And um, you do put your, your, your stick into the ground at one point and it just sinks into like two, three feet of snow. So that would have been quite a... <laughs> Uh, quite a, a nasty kind of surprise just to step and suddenly be you know falling into snow you're not quite sure where that sort of um, th- that little kind of dent in the ground is um, is going to but you find a, you manage to kind of keep going with a sort of quite a steady sort of safe path um, you're going about another 25 minutes and your stick hits onto something a little bit not harder because you are but sort of hitting it into the rock but sort of texture-wise, it's kind of coming out at a slightly different angle to the rest of the slope. And as you uh, as you withdraw your stick, um, some of the snow kind of falls away, and it looks like you're kind of you're you're looking at you. would guess maybe it looks almost like the top edge of a similar stone to the one that you found at further down the mountain. You can't see much of it, and it does seem to be much smaller than the other one. Um, you could say this one was maybe only a couple of feet high as opposed to the however tall I said the other one was eight ten feet um but you enough snow has fallen away that you can see the top of the um what Jackson had identified as the kind of shield crest of the uh, the dragon slayers is it the same oh I suppose we can't read the inscription because it's covered in snow it's kind of it's kind of covered in yeah. snow um but uh, yeah, you can see the shield crest on the top. I mean, you, if you wanted to sort of dig away and take a look at it, you could. That's totally up to you, though. Well, it seems like we're going in the right direction. It does. Is there anywhere that looks like a little bit of shelter here? Make a perception check for me, if you could. Natural 20, uh, 23. Yeah, that is... Uh, yeah, you're able to... Um, in fact, actually, without even going any further, you kind of... Um, you sort of look around, and you can see, actually, that you could probably take shelter... If you scraped away a little bit of the snow, kind of to the side of the um, of the stone, there was a little bit of a kind of um, sort of hollow. There's a sort of boulder next to the stone, and sort of so you could kind of um, you could almost make like a little kind of sheltered sort of spot in between the boulder and the stone. Okay, I think if we could have a little bit of shelter there, it might be worth one of us trying to see if they've got these possible numbers on this carving as well yeah and we if can get are... a little bit of rest too yeah could be that there's just a small bit that's slightly d- if they've got like 
a change in the numbers that could be useful later on. Mm. It shouldn't take us too long, really. All right, so yeah, you are able to kind of scrape away the stone so you can get a look at the inscription. Uh, again, most of it's in Draconic, but it looks like it could be that the last sort of word is actually in Elven script on this one. Ooh. Actually, sorry, the last three words are in Elven script. I turn around. Do either of you speak Elvish? Nope. Or can you speak <laughs> Elvish? I, well, I, I, I can't speak the language, but I might be able to at least uh, transcribe some of these characters. I, I um, had a, uh, well, mm-hmm. an Elvish uh, tutor at one point. Uh, ah, I see. Do you have any idea what these words are? Jackson kind of takes a bit of a closer look. Sort of, um... It takes him a few minutes. He's kind of sort of... You see him sort of sounding out vowels and things. And he's sort of... He's a... Eventually says, I think... I can't be quite certain. I think this final one is a name. Just based on the form. Uh, The other two are... I'm not 100% sure, but... Something like... A strongest, strongest killer? No, or maybe, no, maybe high, high dragon slayer or something. That might be. That would that would fit with the rest of it. High dragon oh. slayer Erval. If the if the last oh. one is a uh, is a name. Okay, so it's maybe one of their high up in the order was this elf. This elf. That's interesting. Possibly. I mean that that. That name does ring a bell. I, I, I must say, I don't, I haven't really looked too much into the order, to be honest. Only, only as, as much as, uh, you know, tales and legends and such. That I'm not exactly a student of uh, Dragon Slayer lore or something. <laughs> but, uh, mm. yes, the name does ring a bell. If either of you it's two ring? want to do a history check, I, to see if it, yeah. you recognise it, I will let you. But yeah, um, sure. that is um, totally up to you. <laughs> nope. Is that a natural one from Ruby there? I am an outlander. I have no knowledge of mythology. That's fine. Uh, 15 from uh, Meg. Okay. So, yeah, Meg, you actually... You, you haven't heard the name Erval before, but uh, High Dragon Slayer, sort of, as a title, is something that you've heard before. You, again, you, you, much like Jackson, you don't know a lot about the the dragon slayers but you've you've heard about them in general as kind of like an order that Mm. you know kind of sort of almost self-appointed to kind of hunt down dragons and make the mountains sort of safe for people but they were as far as you can as far as you can sort of remember their their leader was the title was high dragon slayer Mm. that was his leader maybe high dragon slayer and Maybe this is the last dragon that he killed oh, well, on this mountain. Possibly, yes. Would uh, would track. So you think this is again sort of like a less of the warning you were talking about earlier, maybe, and more of a sort of reminder to people? Or... I don't know. Maybe this this like um, is a pilgrimage spot for other dragon folk, dragon killer folk, and this is like to honor one of their members. I don't know. Hmm, well, anything's possible. Yeah, it could be it could be a pilgrimage or like this guy was like their head guy and they wanted to honor him so they created this and this is this is where he died. Maybe they like set these stones out for so others could follow and be like, Oh, this is the dude. He so was you, great. You you think this is some kind of grave marker or something, huh? It it could be. I mean there's only two of them that we found so far. There might be more, or there might not be. Yes. Right, well. Could just be a giant sign that says, "Look at me! I died here. Don't be stupid. Don't climb this mountain." Well, <laughs> well, well, I wouldn't say we're being stupid by climbing this mountain. I mean, this is... I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Well, we shall see. And to be honest, we're not doing horrifically so far. No, we've we've been quite lucky. I would say as well. Um, in looking at the uh, the writing, you can see there is also another set that has got the four-digit um, numbers in the draconic section. I will add add that to my little scrap of parchment mm. and just put it to my pocket. The the first two digits, uh, if they are digits, um, I can neither confirm nor deny because neither of you can speak draconic. Um, 
<laughs> the first two digits, if they were numbers, <laughs> uh, are the same as the ones on the previous stone. The second two digits are different. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I have a note of this. We shall see if we come across another one, I suppose. Yes, well, it's all very interesting. Yeah. See, what, uh, I mean, I've told you why, why I'm doing this to get into the Explorer's Guild. That's uh, part of what the Explorer's Guild is all about, uh, looking for ancient secrets and stories and uh, making uh, making sure that uh, we uh, we learn from their lessons, <laughs> document their, document what we find. It's a noble goal. Yes, I thought, I thought it was it's always uh, it captured captivated my uh, imagination as a uh, as a young lad, and uh, has been my uh, been my goal ever since. <laughs> right. Okay. Shall we? Yes, yep. we, we shall. Yes. Uh, see him take a he pulls out like a kind of water flask and just takes a little sip. And so, that's right. I'm good to go. <laughs> I would say that in the time that you spent. Uh, around the stone, the clouds are clearing a little bit, so visibility is coming back a bit. Uh, you know, quite high, it's quite windy, so you know the, the clouds aren't hanging around, and you're able to get a kind of a uh, bit of a better view of what's ahead. And you're you're not like near the you're getting towards you know the the upper reaches of the mountain, <laughs> shall we say? <laughs> So, uh, who are you going to continue uh, pathfinding, Ruby? Or yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All it right. has had mixed deaths so far. Yes. <laughs> so, can I get uh, another survival check from you? For that. Ten. Okay, ten. So, this last stretch uh, is a bit steeper than the. Um, uh, what you've what you've encountered up to this point, so you're kind of sort of soldiering on, and um, but you're definitely finding it much harder now to kind of find solid. You know that it's not like a you know sort of path. Not that there was a path before, you know, but you were you you weren't finding it too tricky to kind of find a, a kind of solid sort of um, route that you could take. You find uh, on this last section very quickly that you start to run into some difficulties. Uh, you kind of you follow a little bit of solid ground, only to find that it sort of runs out, and you have to backtrack a little ways to sort of find a little bit of a different route. So it, it's taking you much longer to kind of make progress on this last section. And you notice that the longer it's taking you, the, the darker the skies are getting. Again, um, this has been sort of. You, you've been now past the snow line for about three or four hours at this point, and you kind of you haven't made a huge amount of progress. You, you've kind of you've, you're definitely much higher higher than you were at the stone, um, but it definitely compared to sort of the, the morning's kind of quick sort of productive start, you're definitely taking much longer to go much shorter distance, should we say? And the the evening is starting to pull in. Do you think we should stop, Ruby? I think we should stop before it gets too cold and too dark to see anything. Well, for the rest of us to see. I'm sure you'll be fine, Ruby, but I don't fancy wandering around this mountain in the dark. No. No, that would not be particularly pleasant. Right. We'll need to fa- find somewhere as sheltered as possible. Hmm. Let's have a look around, see if we can find a nice sheltered space. Okay, can I get another survival check for whoever wants to be looking for a sheltered spot? You can both have a go if you like. Okay. Oh, natural 20 from Ruby. So oh. <laughs> oh, <well>. That's <laughs> a good start. <laughs> Newbie strikes gold. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you're quite lucky, actually. You, at about the point where you start thinking about um, uh, stopping... Um, I mean, this isn't like a kind of flat uphill slope sort of thing that, you, you know, you're not just climbing through like a 45 degree angle of snow the whole time. Um, there are kind of ridges and, and crevasses and things, but you, you do manage to find like a kind of a little bit of a sheltered sort of ledge, um, which you are able to determine is, you know, it is stone. You're not just going to be sitting on some ice. Um, it's going to be sheltering in, in kind of the, the sort of... Um, 
the shadow of like a quite thick snowbank, but it is a little bit out of the wind and you are at least on solid ground. Um, so you, I mean, you might be able to kind of, uh, sort of dig your way in a little ways just to kind of make, <laughs> make a little ice cave. Um, yeah, we could do that and have a little fire just to warm our small space up. Yeah, just to give us a little bit. Careful we don't melt yeah. our ceiling. <laughs> yes. No, no, you just stick a little hole. Just a little air hole. And it'll be fine. Good. Yes, well, <laughs> let's get warmed up. Don't want to be caught out here with the wind blowing. <laughs> Not overnight at all. <laughs> so... Yes, you're able to kind of craft yourselves a little kind of uh, nook. And um, it's going to be pretty cramped, I will say. <laughs> but um, you've already, as you said, <laughs> decided to um, kind of clump together Huddle. a little bit as you were climbing. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I think uh, having to do that while camping is not the uh, the, the greatest of um, sacrifices. Um, but yeah, so you, you're able to make yourselves a little kind of... Uh, Slightly sheltered hidey hole on this um, on this ledge as the the evening closes in. So, uh, what would you, I keep saying? What would you like to do? But you're kind of you're sat on a ledge most of the way up a mountain. There's not it's not like you can go to the pub. Um, <laughs> Mate, the pub can come to you. <laughs> Break out the rum. <laughs> Break out the BB. It's not actually a good idea drinking alcohol on a mountain, on a freezing cold mountain, though. No, it's really idea, no. No, alcohol for, no alcohol for you. No alcohol for any of you. All for Meg. Me. All for Meg. <laughs> no, you'll get hypothermia. <laughs> um, so you're saving the saving the BB for when you get back down the mountain, then. Yeah. Yeah. For the the trip down. <laughs> All right. Are we setting a watch on this evening, or are you just trusting that this is quite a uh, out of the way spot? <laughs> should we say? <laughs> I think we should probably still keep what as much okay. for risk of heavy snow or avalanche. As, yeah, like yeah, for, that's true. Like creatures or people. Yeah. Do you do the same order as we did last time, or? Yep, that works for me. Okay, I'll go first then. Okay. So it's it's dark, but um, Meg is going first. Can I get a perception check from you? Twelve. Twelve. It's very cold. It's very windy. Um, it's very dark. Although in the light of the moon, um, as you're just sort of watching, you can um, you get quite a nice view as a, as a sort of the clouds clear at one point and um, the moon is shining down, and you can um, you can just see through all the valleys. You can't see. Um, Shalefast, as you couldn't see the mountain from Shalefast. But uh, yeah, from where you're at, you actually can see sort of down onto the plains. You can see what you think might be the distant lights of uh, the larger human city of uh, Lorana and uh, a few more sort of more distant settlements along the uh, the river. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a... If it wasn't so cold, this would be a nice view. Pretty, but for the cold. <laughs> Yeah, but other than other than that, no signs of no signs of a, a angry um, giant or anything at this point. Um, no sounds drifting up from below either, and uh, your shift uh, your shift ends without incident. Okay, I will wake Ruby up. Um, nothing much was going on. It's it's a nice view, except for the cold. I don't think we'll have much trouble, but you never know. Excellent. I'm I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear that we there wasn't any more giant playing the boulders. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a drum solo and all that. Okay. <laughs> Straight back to sleep. <laughs> so, uh, Ruby, can I get a perception check from you, please? Seven. I mean, you can't see anything. <laughs> I mean, you got your dark vision. You see the um, the same kind of um, view that uh, that Meg had seen, but um, nothing really new to report. You don't hear anything. You don't see anything sort of out of place. Uh, you you don't get the the nice view for all of your shift. You sort of um, 
get it for a little bit and then more clouds roll in you're pretty much in the cloud layer at this point so as soon as those clouds roll in visibility is basically zero so you find yourself sort of not really sticking your head out of the hollow too much should we say because it's it's pretty unpleasant out there but uh, yeah nothing seems to be taking much of an interest in the uh, in the little uh, shelter that you guys have made for duration of your shift mm-hmm. so jackson's shift rolls around you say you, you wake him up he's sort of he seems a bit more focused than he did the previous morning um now that he's sort of he's out and you're out and doing it and you're in a ice cave on the t- the t- near the top of a mountain it's maybe focused his sort of like you know he, he's not yeah he's not quite the indoor indoor kid that he was at the start of this um yeah. he'll be very <laughs> glad that she can curl up and try and warm up and go to sleep yeah yeah <laughs> um but there's minimal grumbling from jackson you're not sure how long it is between when you wake him for his shift and when he sort of shakes the two of you awake um, but it's still dark when he does so he just sort of, with a whisper kind of shakes the two of you on the shoulders come and look some, something strange is out there oh what so just through the little entranceway it's it almost looks like a sort of it's like a kind of slightly it's, it's very dim but it's a sort of glowing point of light it's just kind of hovering outside of your um, outside of your little ice cave. Just sort of hovering there for a few seconds as you, you all th- three of you look at it. And then it seems to pull backwards and away and then fades away. Okay. I'm not sure what I'm looking at. I've never seen anything quite like that before. Like almost little like sprite or something. Hmm. I've heard of a mountain sprite before, but then, uh, as this trip has uh, shown me, there's quite a lot of stuff I apparently haven't heard of before. <laughs> Didn't look like a goat, at least. Ruby, oh. you don't know anything about it. Hmm. I've never seen. Is there any way to try and work out what it might be? Well, I'll, I'll say straight up, it did seem... It didn't seem... It, it's not like any sort of living creature that you've ever seen before mm-hmm. just like a small kind of lightly sort of blue glowing kind of point of light as I say it sort of you only saw it for a few seconds before it disappeared yeah um, mm. if you like you can make an arcana check but this is going to be quite a tough check obviously because you, you know you haven't yeah. <laughs> you didn't see much of it and, and a 12 from Ruby uh, Maggie are you making a check as well or yeah, yeah. 16 uh, 16 from Meg so Ruby, yeah, you you're not really sure too much. You get the feeling that it might be something magical, but you're not too sure which, you know, what and anything really about it. It doesn't recon- you don't recognise a spell effect or anything. Um mm-hmm. it just looks like it's like, wow, that looks like kind of magical. Um Meg, similar thing, but it does kind of sort of seem a little bit um that just the kind of the, the sort of nature of it does seem that it, it kind of has like a kind of feeling of something that like it had some magical intent behind it, if that makes sense. It didn't have like you, you, you can't place the spell. It just kind of you know because you're not a wizard or anything. Um, mm. But it, it does look kind of like you, you've seen some wizards in your time and you, you've seen some spells in your time, and it strikes you that this does look like a spell, of some sort. Yeah. Whoa. There's magic afoot. Hmm. Mm. Well, I'll. Uh... I'll keep I'll keep an eye on it okay, in case it comes back. What I should let you know. Yes. How many hours is it till sunrise? Probably, probably another two hours. Okay. I'll maybe try and bed down. But I don't know if we'll sleep after having that. Mm. <laughs> Ruby goes straight to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, um, it's again not it's not too long after that then. So two, a couple of hours later, when uh, Jackson sort of wakes the, the pair of you back up again, it, it looks like this time he he was up the whole time. Again, not like the previous night where he kind of was dozing when you <laughs> you woke up of your own accord. Um, so I think uh, sun's getting up. We should uh, 
about making a move. Nice and clear out as well. Can no signs of uh, no signs of any more clouds for now. <laughs> good, good. Quick break here, then we'll go. Get that mm. top. I get. Ugh, Ruby is tired. You're tired, but you have lost your point mm. of exhaustion at least, because you got in your, you got in a night's rest on that. <laughs> <laughs> I also may have darkness. Yes, you've got your spell back. So, uh, again, I won't make us talk through breakfast. <laughs> um, <laughs> suffice to say that, yeah, you you, you have as, as much of a snack as you can um, before crawling out of the little ice cave and back onto the trail. It is a very nice morning. The um, There's no sign of... Well, anywhere near the mountain, you can't see any signs of real kind of cloud cover at all. You get a nice clear view all through the Drake Seat Mountains. You can see, you know, see for miles and miles and miles. Definitely now that it's daylight, you confirm that what you did see was the city of Lorana um, quite a ways away. It's about 30 miles straight distance, but it's down through the mountains and down in the valley. Um, you can see the, uh, the, the Lifeblood River kind of curling away south um, towards the horizon. Um, but yeah, it's a nice, uh, nice clear day. Yeah, a good, uh, good day to make a push for the summit. As you do so. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> We've uh, almost done it. So yeah, as you as you step out and back onto the cliffside, um, you get a much clearer view of the summit from where you are, and you can see how the the kind of the peak has that sort of split quality that you saw when you first uh, were, were kind of approaching the mountain. It looks like at one point it maybe was kind of like a, you know, a, a one peak, but there is it kind of broken apart. It almost looks like it's sort of, it's kind of peeling backwards. It's split down the middle. You don't know quite what would cause this. This is kind of like a bit of an odd geological feature that you've not really seen mm. before. It definitely it doesn't look recent. It's, and you know, it wasn't a surprise to Jackson and you know you've kind of in passing heard of the winged peak before and this is you know this is a known feature of it that it's kind of weirdly sort of split at the top um, mm. but yes it's uh, it, it's quite sort of it's quite striking from this close up but you're not quite there yet. Ruby looks up at the peak and is kind of looking thoughtful. Mm -hmm. I wonder so these are the Drake Seat Mountains and there were dragon hunters here. Yes. I wonder if it was some sort of battle between them and a dragon that might have damaged the peak. Hmm, it's, it's possible, yes. It's, you know, yeah. Never seen a mountain look like have that sort of shape to it before. It certainly yeah, looks uh, unnatural. It's not a common thing. Yes. It'd probably take a lot of power to break a mountain apart. Aye. Uh, possibly dragon fire. Yep. It melted it. Mm -hmm. Oh well. It'd have to be particularly hot dragon fire to melt a mountain side, you would think, but. Uh, well, I know I've just been one. Maybe a whole lot more. Uh, Don't say that. Well, if the. Oh. Probably nothing to worry about if the dragon slayers did their job, then, uh. And by all all accounts, they did. Then there, yes, I mean there, there hasn't been any dragons seen in uh, in these parts for well, as I say, been centuries. Ah, uh, it's. I'm sure we'll see once we get up there. It'll be interesting. Yes, yes, I'm sure there'll be, at very least, some sort of relic of. I mean, if these stones we've seen are anything to go by, there'd be some relic of the uh, the dragon slayers waiting for us, <laughs> or, or just a giant. Uh, a lot of rock, but uh, still exciting. The view will at least be nice. Yes, looking forward to it. So, can we start things off with some more athletics checks then? <laughs> ten. Ten from Meg. Eighteen from Ruby. Um, ten from Jackson. So, yeah, not the worst of starts, I will say. Ten was kind of my lower lower threshold there for getting into difficulty straight away. Um, and so, yeah, you push off. Again, not, not the fastest of starts, but you're not running into trouble. And you kind of begin to... You begin to claw your way up this, um, this slope, finding kind of a rocky sort of ridge that you can... 
is it, you know everything's quite snow covered but you do manage to find a sort of rocky kind of again I'm not saying path but a sort of a, a, a route you can make your way up a couple of hours of climbing go by the whole um, the whole way through it's 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 quite a um, it's quite a slog you find your way so, sort of um, picking your way over kind of like awkward ridges and uh, sort of climbing your way up some quite tight kind of crevasses you know you're sort of having to kind of brace yourself against one side and that it's, it's tough going but you soon find yourself on the edge of the 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 gap between the the western peak and the eastern peak <laughs> where it is split and you are able to pull yourself up and get your first look at the um in between the wings of the winged peak and you are surprised to find it is almost like a kind of crater. Definitely centered on where, uh, b directly below the kind of center of the, the two wings of the peak. Um, almost looks like a kind of, not like a sort of dugout pit, but almost like, yeah, something is just sort of like slammed down into the top of the peak almost and caused this sort of dent in the, um, in the rock at the top. Um, so it is almost kind of flat up here. A little bit kind of if anything it's sort of concave you know there's a bit of a you can go over this ridge and then there's a bit of a sort of slight sort of dip down into this kind of crater on the top sort of flanked on either side by the sort of continuing upwards peaks wow yep this is impressive yeah quite I wasn't sure what to expect here this is this is this is marvelous can I get a perception check Thirteen. <laughs> ah, we <we're> match. <laughs> Two 13s. <laughs> okay, so um, you're just kind of looking around. You're taking in the scenery. Like I say, you've still got probably 100 feet of mountain above you on, on either side. But looking around in this, um, this kind of crater, you can see in the center of the crater is another one of these stones that you've seen, but also facing it on the inside of the western peak is what looks to be a carved stone door. Ooh. Ooh. What would you like to do? I don't think we should open the I don't think we should open the door. <laughs> I'd like to have a look at the stone first. Mm-hmm. Um and note similarities and differences with previous to like so I've got my record of what I think are numbers yeah and we read about the high dragon slayer mm. this seems to be very um, very similar in kind of design it's got the, the crest and everything it doesn't have the inscription about the high dragon slayer um, in fact this this stone has only um, eight words and then one group of four numbers on it. Okay. The four numbers match the ones at the bottom of the mountain. Ah. Again, all in Draconic. Hmm. Uh, Jackson, are you taking a note of this one as well? Yeah, you can see he's scribbling it down. He said, oh, what's, a lot of this matches what the other one said. That's what this... Uh, it's all fascinating. See, the door um, is carved, again, in much the same sort of style. Similar kind of design, sort of <laughs> design language, should I say, in terms of like what how the, how the carving seemed to be made. And it looks like it looks pretty solid. It's like a pair of double doors about 10 feet high, just in the side of the mountain side. I look at the door curiously. Can I sense any magic from it? Do you have that power? I don't. Then no. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at your sheet just in case there's something I've missed on that. Because no. you, you'd need the spell um, detect magic to really do mm. that kind of thing. That's, that's fine. Would you like to approach the door? What would you... Uh, what are you thinking? Um, I could think I try to, to investigate the door? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Um, I guess, can I get an investigation check from you? 21? Yeah, okay. So, you kind of, um, you sort of stand in front of the door, um, kind of taking note of its construction and everything. It does, it looks pretty solid, almost as if it's been carved from the mountainside itself. Although, looking at it, it does, it's not just like a door carved into the mountain. This is a pair of working doors, as far as you can tell from the look of things, although they do appear to be sealed quite tightly. There, there doesn't appear to be any kind of inscription on the doors or anything, though. Can we tell if the door has been shut from the... closes from the inside, or do they open outwards? Uh, there's no, like, handle or anything on this side. So oh, you okay. would guess, maybe. And, and again, the, um... It, there's no kind of signs on the on the ground around them to say, you know, they don't look like they've been in use or anything, you know, there's, there's sort of build-up of snow and bits and pieces around the bottom of it, implying that, you know, they're not opened. They haven't been opened recently, at least. Does anybody want to knock? Well, uh... <laughs> Uh, well, uh, rather you than me, I think, really. I mean, although, uh, How should we maybe uh, climb to the top of one of these uh, wings first? Yes, yes, I, I, I bet I've almost, almost forgotten all this excitement while we're here. <laughs> yes, got to claim the summit. Yeah. You discoveries. <laughs> Let's go. This is all rather unexpected, wasn't it? Uh, well, let's, let's climb this eastern wing, and he points to the one that hasn't got the door on it. Okay. Yep. Sounds like a good plan. Yes, yes. So it's about 100 feet of climbing. Um, let's get one last athletics check from you guys. It's <laughs> 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 just like make check that's after check after check. Yeah, I can see you preemptively, preemptively typing, typing. there. <laughs> <laughs> so 18 from, uh, from Ruby. Was that... That was yours, wasn't it? 16 from Meg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I read a six for Jackson on a natural one. Um, so his mind, obviously, on something else. You guys are still kind of tied together. Um, and you're, you're just nearing the peak, and he slips on a, a patch of ice and goes face first into, the, into a snowbank and begins to slide backwards. <laughs> so, oh. oh, oh, help, help, help. That's all right, we got you. Grab the rope. <laughs> yep. Pull him back up, up yeah. to his feet. I'd say you don't have too much trouble with that, to be honest. <laughs> um, as the, the peak is starting to flatten out as you're getting to the top, it's not like a vertical wall. So yeah, he's, while he did begin it's to slide, you, I'm not going to need a strength check from you from that. You're able to stop his motion between the two of you. Because um, luckily you suggested tying yourselves together earlier. Otherwise, that would have been trickier. Um, <laughs> so yeah, between the three of you, you reach well the well it could be called the eastern summit of the winged peak. Jackson weirdly pulls out like a sort of um, small. You you hadn't really you know you haven't been through his pack or anything, but he pulls out. Um, what looks to be kind of like a bronzed sort of um, kind of like not like a plaque but almost kind of like a plaque if that makes sense um, that's got what looks to be like a kind of family crest on it and he, he kind of places it on the top of the on the, the sort of the peak before um, taking out his he's got like a little kind of ice hammer axe thing and just kind of tapping it into the rock sort of thing to sort of try and secure it as best as he can sort of thing and he, he kind of looks up and just sort of the kind of giddy sort of like um, glee on his face of like we did it I, I did it I did it <sighs> well yeah a little help and a little luck we all got here but we got here this is good can I get a perception check from you? Oh dear. Dun dun dun. 14 from Ruby, 21, 21. from Meg. Meg, you're just kind of like, you're looking down at the plaque and you can sort of, you, you know, in the background you can sort of almost see down into the, the kind of crater sort of bit. And you see the doors crack open 100 feet below you. Oh, guys, guys, doors are opening. Do you see that? Do you see them crack? It's quite... In the distance, as I say, it's about a hundred feet below you. I'm like squinting my eyes. Yeah. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, they, I they, see they definitely them doing they this. definitely open. 
and you almost you see what looks like a figure striding out from behind them. Oh. Um, oh dear. I have a bad do, feeling about this. Do we wave? Do we shout? It's do up we, to you. <laughs> but and I'm talking to Ruby. Do we run down and ah? Uh, I hmm. Maybe we should just wait and wave? see what happens. But I think I'd feel safer not being up on this wing. Yeah, let's let's get down to more sturdy ground. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, it takes you, I'd say maybe 20, 25 minutes to sort of safely make your way down. Safely, I mean, you could get down in about five seconds, unsafely. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> We've come too far to break our necks now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you take your time getting down because you know it's it's still quite treacherous up here. And uh, are you stepping back into the crater, or what are you doing? I think we should probably just like hide at the edge and just watch from there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that idea. So you kind of get, get to the edge and kind of peek around the rock. And you see, standing in the centre um, of the crater, he seems to be sort of quite casually, kind of looking up at the um, at the stone. The doors are still open, sort of to his uh, to his left. But then, who looks round when you know you, you swear you were being pretty stealthy in that? But as soon as you kind of sort of peek round, he sort of casually, almost not threateningly, but sort of you know, he he's made it quite obvious he knows you're there. This figure looks around at you. It appears to be an armoured elf. Oh. Is it maybe the elf from the inscription? Is this the leader? It could be. Um. um well, he knows we're here. It is yeah, probably uh, less rude to say hello. Yeah, yeah. she's probably just like quietly step out and go, Hi! Um nice mountain you have it's a really nice climb <laughs> in her like most diplomatic way I've got I've got some beer would you like some beer we're gonna celebrate sort of um, just sort of looks at the three of you kind of silently for a second he says uh, and it clears his throat it has been a long time since anyone has made the journey up here. Oh, it was uh, Jackson's idea. He, he wanted to explore and we came along to help him out. No, we didn't mean to intrude upon you. Well, it is no intrusion so far, but uh, I would merely ask that you do not tarry long on the peak. It is my duty to stand watch. Stand what? Yes. This peak was once the final bastion of the dragons of these mountains. Oh. You mean this is the dragon nest? It once was. No longer. So why must you still keep what? I am fulfilling my oath to guard against those who would see the Draconic Scourge return once again. Oh. What, those that actually want to help dragons roam around and burn things? As you say, this perch must never be reclaimed by those who would cause such wanton destruction to these lands. Things get really lonely up here. I have my meditations. Yeah, but when was the last time you had actually had a conversation with someone? What year is it? Um, 1307. <laughs> hmm. It has been some time. I'll give you that. Should you not maybe, like, write a letter to them? Or, we and we, we could even deliver it. We could even, like, post it for you. Um, to, like, get a replacement so you can have, like, a vacation. There are no others. I am the last. Ah. Uh, oh, that sucks, man. Oh, did they fall here? In here, in other places. There were never many of us. But 
These peaks are now clear. Must remain so. Is your presence here to be kept secret? The fewer who know of my presence here, the better. It would only invite questions and more visitors. Well, we might want to take down some of the statues you've put up because they're kind of like landmarks. Yeah, but nobody else knew they were there until we did the climb. I suppose. The proclamations must remain. What do they actually say? I'm afraid, I'm sorry, we don't actually read Draconic. Hmm, well, yes, it's not a tongue spoken by many, at least in my day. It has been some time since I ventured down to it, but the, the lowest reads, Behold the winged peak, final nest of the Drakesy dragons. Cleansed 1048. I thought they were numbers. It makes sense that they were dates. Even after I am gone, the stones shall remember. Jackson, we're going to have to work out carefully what you can say to the Explorer's Guild. Hmm, yes, quite a... Oh, I have quite a similar Ooh. voice to that guy, don't I? Um... <laughs> Oh, yes, I have to, must be quite careful. Uh, yeah, well, um, I'm sure I can be uh, trusted to uh, not bring any, uh, well, any excess uh, visitors to your uh, to your mountain. <laughs> Certainly no uh, tourists or things like that. <laughs> That's fine. We'll ramp up the difficult in the telling. Yeah. Those nasty giants, there are lots of giants that are around that we just managed to squeeze past. Yes, yes, they were, oh, gosh, what a, uh, <laughs> what an ordeal that was, yes. Mm. <laughs> Hundreds we of saw them there were. Saw someone tragically eaten by one. Terrible. Poor John. Yes, uh, John. We shall never forget him and the sacrifice he made. <laughs> yes. So, uh, well, uh, let's, uh, we, we'll, um, maybe, um, as Meg said, is there anything you would like us to, to pass on to, uh, well, to anybody, I mean, who, anybody you, you know still around, maybe, or to, who can tell? Yeah, do you have a wife or anything, or? They were taken from me. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. It was many centuries ago. When the dragon still held dominion. No, I am. Lead me to my solitude. It is good to see another living face again. Well, if you ever get bored, or if those meditations aren't cutting it any longer, come to Shalefast. I'll let you doss there for a bit. And <laughs> you can have some prime BB. <laughs> Um, I just feel need... sorry for him. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> he's just like, Poor just come down to the pub, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guys, be stuck up a mountain for like two hundred years for no real reason but to guard a door. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, just, just, just abandon just it. Just go home, man. Just, just come back. <laughs> I would say as well, Shalefast as a town um, was only just being founded in ten. Well, it's a ten forty eight was cleansed Shellfast was founded in 1042 so oh, okay. yeah <laughs> um so okay if, if, unless the two of you have more questions I feel like this guy is sort of saying like no just I'm, I'm good <laughs> but, um alright bye <laughs> well thank you for clearing the mountains and for continuing to keep what yeah thanks thanks for kicking some dragon ass <laughs> um I have another question though but why are the doors so big maybe need smarter to have like smaller doors or was this like to stop the the actual is this the, the actual dragon's entrance <laughs> just kind of looks at you for a minute and says I don't really have an answer for that uh it seemed appropriate with the sacrifice that happened. Okay. Okay. 
he sort of turns and he, ta- he takes a, a, a long sort of look um, to the south and uh, gives you a nod and steps back inside the doors which starts swinging clothes behind him a poor guy okay so it's several days later now maybe maybe pushing 10 days since since the party stepped out to go on their quest to climb the mountain it's another busy night in the fantastic squeeze box Ricky and the slab have been doing their best to keep the bar rolling it's you know they think they're doing okay but they've been feeling the strain uh, Ricky's uh, you know he, he's a bit you know he's fairly recently married and he's managed to just about convince his his wife to pitch in at the bar although she's not great as a bartender but she's learning the ropes Sandy is in the corner experimenting with some rhyming couplets despite the um, glares of uh, of Ricky um, who's slightly too busy to put a stop to it when the door clatters open and a gust of approaching winter wind blows in two or three of the candles blow out stepping in through the door looking pretty windswept but triumphant Meg Ruby and Jackson seeing it's you uh, Ricky's face uh, cracks into a wide grin oh you're back boss oh thank Moradin we're swamped here I could really use a hand give me ten minutes (laughs) (laughs) get this pack off me and a baby for the three of us Sandy, get in your room. I don't want to see you for two days. <laughs> I came in in your rhyming couplets. We had an arrangement, boy. Oh, yes, Meg. <laughs> he scurries off downstairs towards his lodgings. Slab, lock his door. Yeah, you got it. Slab heads down after him. <laughs> Meg's just going to look around the room and go, peace with you all. <laughs> and then walks to the bar. Hey, Ricky has three drinks waiting for the, the three of you as uh, you've made it, well, at least to Meg's home. <laughs> for now. A toast? Aye, a toast. A toast. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, so you guys all sort of knock your mugs together, go to drink them, and despite being now a, a fully minted adventurer, explorer, Jackson is still not a great drinker and <laughs> <laughs> takes his big swig. His, in the, you know, in the intervening 10 days, has clearly forgotten just how strong a BV is. His eyes go wide, and, but he does his best to, <laughs> to keep it down. <laughs> I ha- I just have this image of of like Meg and Ruby just like having a getting him completely and utterly wasted. <laughs> yep. And be and like egging him on going down it down. It, down it. Mm. <laughs> and then if he's pa- when he's passed out Meg's just put him in a room downstairs. <laughs> like he'll be fine. Yeah. But maybe that's a story there, for another where's time. His horse. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think we'll call it to a close there. Thanks for playing. I hope you've had fun. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was a fantastic twist at the end as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was so expecting a dragon to come out of those doors, but like, this is my pet. <laughs> He's going to eat you now for trespassing. <laughs> well, who's to say one didn't? Yeah, I'm still well, suspicious. That- I'm still like, I'm like, dude, there's something seriously wrong with you if you want to stay up here all this time. <laughs> Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, We should be back with you in two weeks' time on Thursday, the 25th of June, uh, with our next episode, so we hope you'll all join us for that. Uh, In the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we're at PretendWithDice. If you're a Discord user, you can also join our server by following the link in our Twitter bio, and you can also email us at PretendWithDice at Outlook.com. 
Uh, finally, if you're an iTunes or Apple Podcast user, or indeed any app that uh, lets you leave reviews, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. It all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd love to hear what you all think of the podcast. So, for now, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.